0: Visit OpenBibleNJ.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service.
1: Hey, did you bring your Bibles tonight? Look over and look in the book of Ephesians with me if you would. Ephesians chapter number 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Now, many of you are not here on Wednesday night because you're out working with the children and teenagers and whatnot, but this past Wednesday night, we looked at a challenge in the book of Ephesians given by the Apostle Paul, and the challenge was for us to walk circumspectly, right? In fact, look over chapter 5. You should have been chapter 4, right? Look at chapter 5, look at verse uh, 15. He said, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. And we chatted about that for a little bit on uh, wednesday night and we looked at that word circumspect or circumspectly and we came to the conclusion that what what it means is there you go these guys found it what it means is to uh, kind of be alert to your surroundings right think about that so paul was encouraging the church here in in ephesus to be alert to their surroundings and i think that's very contemporary, right? Don't you think that's, that's contemporary instruction because we as Christians need to be alert to our surroundings, right? We had said this, sometimes it's not, it's not the big things that trip us up, it's those little things, you know? Uh, I like the way Solomon speaks about the little things. He calls them the little foxes that spoil the vine. And sometimes it's those little things that, that tendency of tripping us up, and if we're not careful, can really get us distracted. And So Paul says you need to walk circumspectly, and then he gives instruction on how to do that. If you were here Wednesday night, we spoke about it, I'm just kind of getting uh, a little bit of a, a running start here. We had said, Paul said this in that same text in Ephesians chapter number 5, we won't, we won't study down, but he said this, in order to walk circumspectly, you, 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 need, to, you need to exercise discernment. Right, you need to be discerning, you know. And we said this about that. It's it's just kind of it's kind of walking with your, you know, with 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 eyes in the back of your head. You're able to determine between what's right from what's wrong, you know, uh, what's a good intention and what's not a good intention. You have discernment. We certainly need that today, don't we? And then he then he said this. Not only do we need discernment, but we need discipline. If you're going to walk circumspectly. Then you need to be disciplined. You got to walk. You got to have some discipline in your life. And these guys are flashing up here. Is what we talked about on Wednesday night about redeeming the time because the days are evil, and and then maybe just practicing some of the Christian disciplines, you know, that we have been trained to do. And and I, I think that in and of itself will help us to be a little bit more alert to our surroundings. And then finally. Paul talks about, you know, direction, having direction. He says in that same text in verse number uh, 17, uh, being, uh, being, uh, wherefore be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And we spoke a little bit about, about that, right? But tonight I want to I just kind of go off of that a little bit and talk, talk about what it says in chapter 1 of verse, uh, uh, chapter uh, 4, uh, chapter 1 of verse, verse 1 of chapter 4. Look what it says there. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, here's that word again, beseech. that's a strong word, you know what it means? It means to plead with. so Paul's saying I'm, I'm pleading with you, I'm pleading with you and, and, he, and he's pleading with them that they might what walk worthy of their vocation, their calling, you know, or in other words, he's saying this that that you, you, you just you just. You just live the way you ought to live as a Christian. Do what you ought to do. Be who you say you are. It's easy to say it, isn't it? It's another thing to be it. It's another thing to do it. And so so Paul challenges the church here in Ephesians chapter number 4 to have a, a worthy walk. And if you were to study out the book of Ephesians, six chapters... I promise you if you really studied it out you'd find this the first three chapters kind of deals what we ought to believe as a christian what a christian should believe it's kind of doctrinal ephesians 1 2 and 3. but if you kept on studying it chapter 4 5 6 what you what you find is paul then begins to talk about how we as christians should behave right and so we often put these things together and we say this you know, what you believe should influence how you behave, right? Another way, I mean, the old adage, we've heard it 105 times, is you ought to walk your talk, and so if you talk it, you ought to walk it, right? And that's biblical. I know that's old school, but it's really biblical, and that's what this text is all about. It's about you and I properly behaving so if you believe properly you'll behave properly if you believe the right thing you can behave the right way see how that works and paul paul here is really serious he uses that strong word i beseech in other words i'm pleading with you this is really important your testimony of consistency is really important and then what he does is this he goes on in this text and i'm not going to take a long time with this but he goes on in this text and begins to share some of the characteristics of what a worthy walk looks like, right? So if I were to say to you tonight, you know, give me just, you know, spitball, just give me an idea as to what, you know, it means to you. What's it mean to you walking with God? What does that mean to you? And I'm sure we'd have all kinds of different answers, right? So what Paul does is this, church in Ephesus, he says, you know, I'm I'm encouraging you, I'm beseeching you, I'm pleading with you that you have a worthy walk, And this is what a worthy walk looks like. He said, walk circumspectly, and this is how you do it. Discernment and and, uh, discipline and direction. And then he says, I I implore you to walk worthy of the Lord, and this is what that looks like. And so let's see what that looks like. Look in chapter number 4 and read verse 1 with me again, and then we'll move on to verse 2 and 3. I I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord. You know what that means? You know what Paul's saying here? It's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something to walk with the Lord. It's going to cost something to to live the right way. I appreciate what what Brother Tyler was saying this morning. I really do. It's a great thought with, you know, making your stand, but making your stand with the right attitude. Taking your stand, but standing with the right attitude. Right? We've We've often said it this way. I've heard it said this way so many times. As a Christian, we... We ought to have, you know, we ought to stand in the, in the right position, but also with the right disposition. Did you get that? Any, anytime you agree, you can say amen. It's okay. I, I won't be offended, I promise. And so it's important to have the right position. And I, I think we do, don't you? I think we, you know, we stand with the Word of God. You know, we stand under the Word of God. We stand for the Word of God, right? And, and we have the right position. We believe we have a biblical position as Christians here at Open Bible Baptist Church. But I think it's equally important for us to stand not just with the right position, but with the right disposition. You get it? And so, Brother Tyler made a great point this morning, and, and I think it's, it kind of goes along with what Paul says here. It's going to cost you something. You've got to work at it. You know? I mean, you, you just got to stay at it. Think about this. Think about this. We're often encouraged to gird up the loins of our mind, right? Uh, garbage in, garbage out. You, you, heard, you heard this before. You can't keep ships from sailing in the ocean, but you can certainly keep them from docking in your harbor. Or another way to put it is this. You, you can't keep birds from flying over your head, but you can certainly keep them from nesting in your hair. Right? And they there are analogies that we use for the thought process. And, and isn't it true? Isn't it true that bad thoughts have the tendency to linger? Good thoughts have the tendency to leave. Say amen right there. Huh? I mean to tell you, listen here. If you don't work at it, if you don't work at it, the good thoughts that should be in there leave you, and the bad thoughts stay with you. And that's why sometimes we get discouraged. You know, that's why sometimes we just just don't feel. You know, I heard somebody say just this past week, Pastor, I'm just having a hard time getting out of my own head. How many understand that terminology? Do you ever have a hard time getting out of your own head? Uh Huh? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being honest, John. I appreciate that. Well, Paul is saying here in this text of Scripture, you know, I I, 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 I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, it's going to cost you something to walk worthy of the Lord. It doesn't come easy. You've got to work at it. And here's what he says. This is what it looks like. In verse number two, he says, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. So he mentions five things there. He gives us a short list of just five things. We can amend that list, and the list is certainly amended as you read through the New Testament, looking at a Christ-like individual. But at least five things ought to be visible in our lives if we are going to walk a worthy walk for the Lord. And these these things are very simple. He talks about this. In fact, here's how he labels it. He labels it a balanced walk. You know how important it is? To be balanced when you, what happens if you're if you're if you're not balanced when you walk? You fall. Isn't that right? Danielle, I saw your mom coming out of service this morning, you know, and I was standing in the lobby and she made a quick turn and she was she kind of lost her, you know, she has a problem with the one foot. And we got to talk, we got to laughing about that. She said, Sometimes I'm so out of balance. And I said, Yeah, you gotta have good balance in order to walk. Well that same thing is true in the Christian life you got to stay in balance and so Paul throws out these ideas he says first of all if you're going to walk worthy or have a walk, worthy walk you, you need to practice lowliness what's a word we would we would use a, a modern word for lowliness humility humility so Paul's saying this a worthy walk can be described to somebody who is humble who is humble right let me just comment about that humility humility is not a feeling you know it's not getting around somebody and you walk away and say boy that person's just so humble did you hear what they said (laughs) Uh, no you know what you know what humility is humility is an understanding when you practice humility what it's saying is this i understand myself are you with me i understand me I know, pay pay attention right here, I know what I'm capable of. Oh, come on, man. I know. Do you know what you're capable of? Huh? I know. I know what's in me. You know, I did a Bible study about three, four weeks ago. I even shared it with... One of our members that i have bible study with often often and and i did it for some reason i was just i was i just was drawn to it did a bible study on on the i'm not sure if you ever heard this before I i mentioned it before on the imposter syndrome did you ever hear that that's pretty big you know therapists use that all the time where people go to them because they feel as if they're just an imposter they feel like they're a fraud did you ever feel like you were a fraud huh do you, ever, do you ever feel sometimes you you know somebody told me this a long long time ago, one of my pastors. He said the closer you get to God, the worse you're going to feel about yourself. Huh? You remember when HD TV came out? You remember all the TV anchors were having a fit because every blemish showed? Huh? Well, when you practice humility, it's just as if you're it's just as if you're on HD TV. I mean, high def TV. And you know, you understand yourself in such a way that you rely upon the Lord to help you to be what you need to be. That's humility. It's completely opposite of pride. You know, pride walks around, pride struts itself as if I got it all together. Huh? How many of us really do have it all together? I I won't look. I don't know anybody that's got it all together. I don't know of any perfect families. I don't know of any family that doesn't have some kind of situation that it's private, it's discreet. They keep it to themselves. Nobody else needs to know it. But don't think for one second that they're perfect. So Paul says this, somebody who is walking worthy of the Lord understands themselves. And when you understand yourself, you understand how much you need Him. That's why every single morning... You know, you, you have your quiet time, you read your Bible, you pray, and you say, Holy Spirit of Almighty God, I yield myself to you now, my whole spirit, soul, and body. Right? Please control what goes on between these ears. Guard, guard these eyes from seeing what I, they really shouldn't see. Hello? Help this, help this mouth not to say what it shouldn't say. Help these hands not to touch what they shouldn't touch, and these feet not to go where they shouldn't go. Boy, that's childish. That's childish. Call it what you want. Keeps me out of trouble. Huh? So what is humility here? Paul's saying this, you have a pretty good understanding of yourself. And then on that list, he says, look at the second thing, with all lowliness and meekness. You see, he says, and meekness. They kind of go together. Lowliness and meekness. And I think this, I think meekness is a great strength. It's not a weakness, it's a strength. It's a strong strength character quality if, if you have meekness that means you have the ability to be under control you know and i think it takes a whole lot of takes a whole lot of meekness to live the christian life don't you huh it takes meekness to turn the other cheek <laughs> right it's not easy to turn the other cheek you know uh, we were me and me and a friend over here with the blue shirt sitting next to the lady named michelle was out the other day we were we we're playing something called golf or at least that's what it was called i don't know we were doing but we were on the golf course trying to hit that little white ball bob and it's it's wasn't crazy steve we're hitting we're, we're, we're playing golf and there's such a thing called golf etiquette right and some golfers have never taken that course because we were in the middle of what is called the fairway so you hit the ball from the tee box and you hit it if you're a good golfer in the fairway that's the short grass when you ever watch a golf tournament Not that big high stuff that me and Steve find ourselves in, but the short grass. Well, lo and behold, we were in the short grass and we were standing there, didn't even have a chance to hit our second shot when all of a sudden balls are bouncing all around us. And the people on the tee, don't take offense to this, but it was a group of senior citizens. At first, I was surprised they can hit it that far because they hit it pretty far, you know. But these balls are dropping around us like raindrops you know, and, and both, Steve and I both looked, looked, looked around and, you know, and Steve, man, he threw his golf cup and put up his fist and, no, he didn't, he didn't do that. He didn't do that. He did ask him very politely, you guys have issues? Didn't you ask him they had issues? <laughs> you guys have issues? You know? And I, I thought for a second, I was laughing, I was laughing at him, I, actually, I was laughing and, and, he, and, and I just said, Steve, let's just, let's just play golf, it's not worth it. You know because you want to lose your testimony right so it takes it takes meekness it takes strength to not are you with me i know you don't have a problem with this but i do so maybe this text is just for me you know but paul says if you're going to walk worthy of the lord it's going to take humility and it's going to take it's going to take strength Uh, it takes strength to forgive someone and I think humility often breeds meekness. Look at another, another quality. He talks about verse 2, long-suffering. With all loneliness and meekness with long-suffering. Now, what is a contemporary word we would use for, for long-suffering? Who? Pa- did somebody say patient? Patient. Patient, right? Uh, I guess that's the word we would use, patient. And you, know, you know what I think Paul is saying? He's saying this. If you're going to walk with the Lord... You're going to have to be patient. Why? Well, because we walk at His pace. Right? I mentioned this on Wednesday night. When you walk with God, He doesn't walk with you. You walk with Him. Now, pay attention right here. You know what happens when you walk with God? Listen to this. There's a lot of stops and starts. Do you ever notice that? Huh? It's, not, it's just not all, you know, let's get there in a hurry. Not when you walk with God. There are times, sometimes when he just stops you. There's some times when God just stops. And then there's some times when, 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 when he, just, he just starts. And so it's going and leaving. Did you get that? If you're going to walk with God, you're going to have to be patient because there's stops and there's starts. There's going and there's leaving. Now get this. The only way you can go to one place is if you leave the other place. Isn't that right? It's going and leaving. And you know why sometimes we don't like to walk with God or we don't like to go? Because when we go, we need to leave that place called security, that comfort zone that we all have. Are you with me? Huh? We like being secure, you know? But when you walk with God, in essence, you know, He's our sense of security. And you just go as he leads. And so he talks about with all lowliness, meekness, long-suffering. Look at the next one, forbearing one another. What do you think that means? Forbearing one another. Anybody have an idea? (laughs) Put up with. It's pretty much what it means. It means to either put up with someone or put up with something. You know, forbearing one another. Can I can I add something to it? Look look what he look what he says. Forbearing one another in what? Love. Forbearing one another. So it's not it's not like you just, you know, this person's driving me crazy. And I go. You no, know, forbearing in love, because the Bible says in First Corinthians chapter 13 that love suffers long. You know what the next phrase is? And is kind. Love suffers long and is kind. You with me? Many times over, you know, we find ourselves, at least I do, find myself saying, what happened? What happened to our society? Because we've become so rude. You know? Rude. I don't mean just young people. I mean rudeness. People are rude. They're not kind. You know, Uh, you look at husbands and wives and young people, there's no chivalry anymore. You know, where you hold the door open and you you know right we, we've lost that we need to get that back and as christians we need to exemplify that that's what paul's talking about here he's talking about our walk being such a walk that it's worthy of his name you know and so that we're a good testimony and people understand what christianity is all about just by our lifestyle with look at it again he talks about lowliness meekness long suffering forbearing and then finally verse three endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And so the last thing would be unity, being unified. His children ought to be unified. A coach once said this, it's easy to get good players, but getting them to play together is another story. Did you hear that? It's easy to get good players, but getting them to play together is another story. I think he was an NBA coach. Right, you ever watch the NBA? It's just all superstars. It's hard to get a team when you got a bunch of superstars. Church ought not be like that, right? Church ought to be unified. But here's the fact: sometimes we get hit by friendly fire. Isn't that right? Huh? Those of us on the same team, every once in a while, if we're not careful, you got to watch your back. You know. And so Jesus reminds this. He says, "They'll know you're my disciples by your love." one for another. So walk circumspectly, walk worthy. That's the Christian life. That's what it's all about. That's what it's supposed to be. And if we believe the proper way, we'll walk the proper way. So here's a challenge. I'm finished. Here's a challenge. Let's do our best this week to walk circumspectly. Let's do our best this week to walk worthy. What do you say? Amen? Amen? Well, praise the Lord.
0: Thanks again for watching us online today.